Now, do y'all remember a wrestler named Rhino? Yeah. Yeah, Rhino. Yeah. And remember Paul Heyman was his manager, and every time Rhino would, you know, do his spear, Paul Heyman would go, Gar! Gar! <laughs> <laughs> Sega fans, and welcome to another episode of Genesis Gems Podcast. I am here with my main man, Nick Stevens. How are you, Nick? I'm great, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Not bad for 10 o'clock at night talking about Sega Genesis games, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we are very, very uh, lucky to have a special guest today. Uh, he's our partner in the Retro Junkies Network. He's our main man from Retro Obscure. Uh, it's uh, Dubstep Dad. How's it going, man? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel you, man. Sweet I feel Genesis. you. Now I'm here. I'm going good. Good to be here. Uh, it's good to have you, man. Good to finally talk to you, man. Yeah, it's the first I've talked to either one of you guys. Yeah, I've listened to you plenty. I think <laughs> I don't think I've either actually spoke with you, other than uh, via text. I'm, I'm glad you're you're talking with us since you have listened to us. That that means it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So if you're listening to Genesis Genesis for the first time, we're just going to remind you about what this podcast is. It is a game-by-game Genesis, Sega Genesis podcast. We'll cover one game an episode, and we'll decide whether it's a gem, or it's just good, or if it's garbage. And uh, we also want to encourage all you listeners to go out and check out the old episodes. We did relaunch this at episode 9. <laughs> we are currently on episode 12. So we, we have been pretty consistent with this. So uh, just uh, yeah, keep encouraging us with those good reviews and those good emails and those likes on Facebook, and we'll keep the content coming. But uh, please check that out. We are on iTunes. We're on Podomatic. Um, and our Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at GenGems, G-E-N-G-E-M-S. And you can also check us out on the RetroJunkies.com website. Nick, you are a plug machine, man. <laughs> it, you know, when you have it written down, it's just kind of just like... This is what Aaron down. does at the end of every single one of our episodes for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let, me, let, me, uh, let me spill about 10 minutes of, uh, of stuff you can find us and the people just tune out. <laughs> That's how I'm pretty that. sure people stop listening to our show about that point when Aaron chimes in at the end. No offense, Aaron. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um... And also, we have, I have here sitting at my desk, a lot of duplicate Sega Genesis games, and we really, really want to give these away, but there's a stipulation. You need to go to iTunes, and you need to review us, and you need to use the hashtag GenGems, just like our Twitter account, and we will contact you somehow, <laughs> whether it's just talking about you on the show, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> we will and find we will, you. We will find you. I'm, I might make this contest a little easier if this doesn't happen. I've, we've gotten reviews, but no one's put the hashtag on there, so m- maybe I made it too complicated. I, I have a tendency to do stupid things like that, but <laughs> if, if if it is too complicated, we'll change it, because I would love to give some of these games away to some of you awesome listeners. So, uh, yeah, so check that out. Review us on iTunes. Give us uh, five awesome stars, and we will be forever in your debt. So, um, yeah, so we're very, very happy to have Adam Kennelly on the show, otherwise known as Dubstep Dad. Uh, you know, he is a part of an, another awesome podcast that we um, also had Aaron Hickman on the show last week. So this part of the show is time for Adam to take over and promote yourself. Promote yourself. Promote yourself. Promote yourself. Promote yourself on the Genesis Gems podcast. <laughs> That's when I dropped the beat. <laughs> yeah, promote yourself. 
Um, yes, we have a, a podcast that is now on episode 30 coming up uh, oh, called so Retro Obscura. And if any of you have not listened to it yet, I, I gotta say it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I agree. Uh, it's, a, it's a show dedicated to, you know, underrated games, games you might have forgotten about um, and you know, wanted to remember, and also games you forgot about on purpose. <laughs> and uh, it's a learning experience for us, too, because we love to dig up things that we've never played before for, you know, we're getting into some obscure systems now, at least stateside, like the, the ZX Spectrum and the Amiga, and we're, we're trying to bring to light some of these things that, that we think the listeners would really enjoy playing, and we try not to talk too much about Final Fantasy and The Legend of Zelda, just because <laughs> there's a million podcasts that are great, uh, but they, they cover that stuff already, so I think uh, that's our niche. So if you want to hear about some games that you either forgot or you never heard of before, uh, you could check us out on Facebook or Twitter, eh, all of the places you could find this show, actually, pretty much. <laughs> Type in Retro Obscura. Aaron usually handles all this stuff. <laughs> you, <laughs> Call you him up just this. for the plug. Yeah, we, we can just copy and paste some uh, you know, some content from last episode. <laughs> no, no, you did. Not. That was an awesome job, Adam. I like that. It's a good way to explain that podcast because, yeah, it's it's definitely that that subject isn't really covered a lot and i think you guys got a good niche there of uh of just games that you haven't heard of or you know games we might not want to remember but definitely a good <laughs> podcast you guys talk for such a long time but it's actually interesting which which is which is good because there's a lot of podcasts out there that are really long and you just kind of tune them out but you guys got to hear it before i edit it <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'd sleep then <laughs> these guys will talk forever <laughs> it's yeah. crazy but yeah it's it's one of those things where i decided I started the show on my own up until about episode nine, where I got sweet on board, and then we pulled Aaron over. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things that I have suggested this to some of the larger podcasts out there that that I really liked. That they have a, a segment based on obscure games, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, we have a pretty tight format as it is." And I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna do it myself then." <laughs> That's right. And we're doing pretty good. I'm happy with the way the show's going. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Like I said in the last episode, I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing. The Intellivision uh, episode y'all did with the um, the founder of Intellivision, I was just really, really impressed. And uh, Oh, yeah. Did you hear our, our Nolan Bushnell one yet? No, not yet. I, I heard Ferg was on that show, too. Yeah, he came on to um, – yeah, he played Space Invaders with us. And uh, he ended up singing because he lost. Oh, Aaron was saying that you know he was kind of teasing that he might be doing that. So, oh man, I can't wait to I can't wait to listen. But yeah, Nolan Bush. Now we were pretty happy about that. It took me about three months of nagging his wife to get <laughs> awesome. him on this show. And uh, you got to listen to it because the man he was eating lunch the entire interview. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, so when I made Chuck E. Cheese, and I think he was playing like Flappy Bird or something like that too." We kept hearing something. Like that. Oh, that's but, yeah, awesome. He's a, cool, he's a cool guy. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, that's our, our biggest yeah. episode to this point. So when you're when you're Nolan Bush, now you can just do whatever you want to when you're being exactly. Here. You can put a pipe in a, in a hot tub. You, you do whatever you want. <laughs> Every time I think of him, I'm going to picture that. Him smoking a spoiler alert, Tweet did ask him about the time he mooned the camera on television. So oh, we do nice. have an answer for that. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to give it a listen. Awesome. So, yeah, thanks again for promoting yourself. And, uh, you know, with that, we're going to go right into the next segment. And this is what we call the Game On segment. So, uh, Game On, Rob. Game On! Game On, Adam. Car... <laughs> we don't. We're on the Wayne's World thing, right? Oh, uh, you yeah, got it, man. Yeah. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! See, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad someone gets that. So, uh, for this episode, we picked Kid Chameleon. 
I don't know if you guys have any memories of that. I'll drop my memory real quick and let you all go to it. Um, I never actually... The very first time I played this game wasn't on the Genesis itself. I actually bought a... Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the CD-ROMs, the Sega Smash Packs uh, for the PC. Yeah, I had Sega Smash Pack 1 and Sega Smash Pack 2. And uh, Kid Chameleon was actually on Sega Smash Pack 2. Which, um, that also had uh, Sonic 2, Flicky, Comic Zone, Vector Man. I played a lot of those games for the first time on that. But uh, it was real cool because I actually found, right when we announced that we were doing this show about a couple of days later I went to a local Goodwill and actually found that Sega Smash Pack and it actually worked on my computer which a lot of these old games wow. on the new yeah, on the new computer so that was kind of cool it, uh, it it definitely I have the cartridge now but um, the game on the on the PC definitely doesn't look and sound as good as it does on the real thing it's kind of kind of funny but uh, but yeah I, I played this I was probably I'd say I was middle school high school age and uh, it, it you know it, it was cool it reminded me a lot of Mario at the time you know, with, with the different suits, and of course there's a ton of different suits, we can get to that later, but uh, that's kind of my memory, I played it then, I thought it was good, you know, back then, and uh, you know, we can get to my verdict later, but uh, it, it definitely was definitely something I, I played on that on that CD, I uh, didn't spend a lot of time on like Super Hang On or Flicky, but I did play Kid Chameleon and Sonic and Comic Zone, so that's my memory, that's how I, the first time I played it. I don't know. You guys have any mem- memories of this game? Uh, I I don't. Uh, I had never played this game up until uh, the last few week uh, last few weeks that we were preparing for this podcast. Uh, this is another one that just kind of slipped by me as a kid. I had probably you know growing up, I probably had about a good dozen, maybe maybe up to twenty some Genesis games, and and my library's kind of expanded since then. But I, this was just this never made the the cut for some reason. I just never played it. Never had a friend who had it. So I was really excited to give this a shot. Yeah, I just wish I had this when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I did not own this when I was in middle school. I was the fortunate slash unfortunate one in the, the area, small town Pennsylvania where I lived, that owned the Sega Genesis, chose it over the Super Nintendo during the console wars. Uh, and that meant the the local mom-and-pop mini-mart, or what I used it for was the video rental store, uh, because they had a, a section for video games, I had my pick of Sega Genesis games. I never had to show up and have to pick a, a substandard game because I was the only one that owned a Genesis in the area. So <laughs> this was one of the ones I must have rented oh, at least four or five times during the age of 12, 13. And, uh, you know, I eventually... I, I loved it a lot back then. I'll get into my current verdict later. Um, but I, I found it complete in box for, for pretty cheap uh, later on in my life while recollecting a lot of the games that I had either lost or, or traded in. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was, a, it was a really neat game, and, and a lot of my Super Nintendo friends were not impressed. But uh, <laughs> I thought I had a, a leg up on them. Awesome. So, uh, as far as the background of this game goes, it was published by Sega. Uh, the designers, there's a whole list of them here. I don't really... Designers and programmers. I don't know any of these names. I'm, I'm not real familiar with a lot of these names. And I don't know if you guys saw anybody that stuck out. If you do, just interrupt me. Um, I know the composer was Mark Miller. There some people who really, really liked the music on this. Some people didn't. I was kind of in between, but uh, we can get into that later. So um, I don't know really any of the real true history of this game. You know, it, you can definitely tell it took some, I don't want to say stabs, but it definitely was trying to be the Mario in a way. Um, I, I thought Kid Chameleon was a little bit more... Uh, was a little bit more hardcore because he didn't actually put his fist up in the air when he hit bricks. He's just like, I'm going to hit it with my head, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he was definitely a little bit more hardcore Mario in that sense. But uh, he, he, had a, he had a leather jacket, man. That, That's right. That makes him uh, popping his collar. He's, he's, he's legit BA. With a tucked in white t-shirt. So I, I didn't do a whole lot of history lesson on this one. Um, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a platformer, a lot like Mario in my, my 
in my opinion, which is a whole lot more powered up. So did you guys do any research on this you want to share? I found a – I went to MobyGames.com, and I couldn't find an exact release date there, but apparently Wikipedia says May 28, 1992. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Kid Chameleon actually made an appearance in a – it was a long-running uh, comic series uh, dedicated to Sonic the Hedgehog. It was just called Sonic the Comic. I think the series actually lasted like a good – I think it was like nine years, like 93 to 2002 or something like that. Uh, and it spanned like 184 issues, but during those issues, it wasn't all exclusively, you know, Sonic comics. A lot of times there would be like non-Sonic characters that would have like their own story arc, and Kid Chameleon actually made an appearance twice in that series, uh, issues 7 through 12, and then eventually, I think toward the latter part of the series, or, or I guess about midway through the series, I think it was issues 54 through 59, so he kind of made a, an appearance there. Uh, and I thought that was kind of neat. I, first of all, I didn't even know about the comic book, and you know, second of all, I didn't know that Kid Chameleon was actually in a comic book. Nice. I believe that the comic book was only—I think it was a UK exclusive. Yeah, yeah, that's what I found. Um, let's see, I had the the uh, Fleetway Publications that was based, yeah, in the UK. So, and they actually gave him a name, which I don't believe that the in-game story gives him. And yeah, we'll talk Casey. About that story, yeah. But I guess Casey. Yeah. Casey, and then uh, I think in the first arc, he's saving his girlfriend, Susie. And then in the second arc, I think he's saving his, his friend, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, Brad maybe? That's cool, I got Casey, because <laughs> of his kicking million, I get it. It took, took me a second, I'm a little slow tonight. I, st- I still don't get it. Uh, is there a joke there? <laughs> oh, Kid Chameleon, it's his initials, Casey. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> right. yeah, it's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nick. Yeah, I, I hope that's what that is. It, was it was it spelled like with the two letters K and C, or was it? No, it's C A S E Y. Okay, okay. Well, maybe but it's I not. See, yeah, they probably made that joke. I, I bet yeah. that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Either that, or you just made it. I, I, yeah, just put that connection. Together. That was all you, man. <laughs> that was. So um, I, uh, it's funny because um, I, I tried finding this online when you first start the game up. There's like a little story, and I was trying to trying to find it online or I could read it but I couldn't so I, I uh, reset the game about six times to uh, type, it, type it out so I'm, I'm going to read this for all the listeners out here and kind of give you a, a little background on the story this is what the game says. It says there was a new machine in the arcade that one could walk into and play it used holograms to create a ra- reality not our own everyone played it but it was a little too real the boss wait <laughs> but it was a little too real the boss escaped and began capturing kids by defeating them at the game this is the story of someone too tough to beat Someone known as Kid Chameleon. Oh, and that opening is great. (laughs) (laughs) You see the kid looking like... He punches the block with his arm. Yep. One of the random helmets, which it does if you watch it a few times like I did today in preparation. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be a different helmet sometimes. Yeah, each time. Yeah, like, uh, it'll show him as, like, the Jason guy or the tank. And, you know, it's kind of neat. Really cheesy, but kind of neat at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, the the wild (laughs) side, the whole idea of the game... It sort of reminds me of that game show that was on Nickelodeon, Nick Arcade, the the go inside the video game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I do have a bit of confusion. It it explains how the boss of the game would capture these these kids by by defeating them. And I'm not sure exactly how that, that works. Is he like Freddy for video games? You know, like he, he get, he gets them in like the video game world and kills them that way. Like I, I saw the back of the uh, game. Um, or the back of the box art, and it kind of explains it, but it's it's very morbid. Like uh, I'll just read the first paragraph. It says, "Wild Side is the newest game in town. All the kids are wild to play it. It's a machine that surrounds you with flame belching, body snatching monsters. Step inside, and it's just you and the madness. It's fast, 
dangerous, and almost impossible to beat. One other thing, it's a kid eater. So I was like, dang! Wow. <laughs> He's eating kids! Well, it is kind of an eerie, eerie game at points, I found. Oh, it, it really is, really, especially, um, oh gosh, that stage, um, in t- oh, under the, under Skull Mountain. Skull Mountain, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that's creepy. There's some of those enemies that look like they came out of Poltergeist 2. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's the Lion King, I don't know, or whatever it was, oh, the yeah. Hall of the <laughs> Lion King? King, whatever. It's yeah. A lion, yeah, it's a lion with a scepter. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I was just thinking of Simba, you know, running around. and. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even make that connection until I said it. And I was like, oh. Who oh, Lion King. Uh, yeah, everything light touches is our kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, of course, you're talking about that. That wasn't this. What did you say? Under the mountain was that the scary one? Uh, under Skull Mountain, yeah, oh, with the lava mountain, okay. and the skulls and. Yeah, I, I was you know until you got like the the Jason Voorhees like suit. I was once I got that, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, right away I, I saw that. And I'm like, kind of looks like the dude from Splatterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Like a shorter version. <laughs> yeah, which I'm looking here online. I, they name all the characters or the suits you get. And I think that name was Maniacs. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll go over these real quick. Um, of course, your your first form is just Kid Chameleon. And then you have Iron Knight, Red Stealth. Okay, Iron Knight's the guy with just the helmet who climbs up the walls. Yeah. Red Stealth is the samurai with the sword. Uh, Berserker is the character that charges through the walls. Um, kind of looks like a dude from like Mutant League Football or something. That, that's that's <laughs> what I thought. Uh, Maniacs is the you know, model after Jason. Uh, Juggernaut is a wide tank that shoots skulls. Micromax is a fly able to stick the walls. Uh, Iclops can temporarily reveal hidden blocks. Cyclone is a superhero who can spin like a tornado, and Skycutter can reverse gravity with his hoverboard. And I'll be honest, um, yeah, I played this game for a long time, and it's it's hard. And I think that's what everyone knows that that plays this game. It takes forever. I only saw up to Juggernaut. There were no, I take it back. I did see Micro Max. The last three: Iclops, Cyclone, and Skycutter. I never got to. That's how he could actually get him pretty early in the game, as early as uh, one of the. I think in the first three levels, there's a short segment if you take the right teleport. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, never, I, I saw that online, but I, I never went back and tried it. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was I don't know if I was just that bad at the game. There's a few times when I got on a roll where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get through this game, I'm going to see the, these other guys, and I just I never did it. I don't know. I, I felt like I wanted to go play a version of it with save states so I could actually try to beat it. But even then, I read online people who have done that, so it took them forever to, to actually beat the game. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I, I like the power ups. Um, you know, they compare. They say it's kind of. A lot of people will talk about how it kind of rips Mario off, but I like how they took the idea of the suits and went a little further with it. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I really don't think it rips Mario off at all, other than the fact that it's a platform game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's there's bricks. That's really the only similarity, other than the fact that you jump. I, <laughs> I don't I don't see it, and in fact, I've argued with my co-host about this game on many different occasions because they do not like it at all. And again, I'm reserving my opinion for now. Um, <laughs> you might be able to, to sort of extrapolate my opinion already. <laughs> but I, I don't think it apes Mario at all. I, I just don't. Any more than any other platformer does. I'm with you on that. You know, the one thing I really like about this game is, like you said, Dick, it, just, it takes the power-ups and it kind of adds like almost like a little Mega Man element to it, you know, each each one has its own specific power that's good for certain situations. 
And I, I think, you know, although it kind of remind you of Mario in a lot of ways, there's a lot of platformers that, that will, and that, that's a good thing. But I don't think it rips it off by any stretch. I don't think this was like Sega's version of Mario by any stretch. Uh, I definitely agree with that, so... I think the only other other simil- similarity you can draw is you know from point A the start to to the end you know you got to go oh the, the flag flag, uh, the flag yeah <laughs> but that, that that that's about it I mean you know it, the flag could be anything it could be a big giant golden ring yeah you know, Sonic or something <laughs> I just wish it was a really long flag and Kid Chameleon could like jump at the top and slide down yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be really unique I've never seen a, a video game character do anything like that before. I know fireworks at the end. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been sweet if they if they did something uh, trying to rip Mario off more, like made him like some type of plumber. But like, I don't, I don't know. Like, but he kills him. Yeah, but maybe not a plumber. Maybe like an electrician or something. You know what I mean? Construction like, <laughs> worker. Here you go. <laughs> Speaking of that flag, one of the things I really think is endearing about the game is that when you touch that flag, I love how the world effects, like the graphics, just peel away. You see this bare bones, like a set, like a movie set of of what they're actually running around on without the, the visuals of the game, sort of like a virtual reality set in a yeah. way. I thought that was a neat touch. Yeah, that, that, that is a really cool touch. And it's also, like, by the end of each stage, it's a little bit of a different graphic, too. You'll see some where, you know, only certain parts of the screen will peel away, and then others, it's other areas. It's never quite the same screen, which is kind of neat, too. Another question I was going to pose to you guys. Um, what's your favorite costume? That he he's a sort of character. I don't I don't know I don't know what we want to call these. I'm gonna call them costumes. Power <laughs> up, whatever you want to call. <laughs> oh, I definitely gotta go with Jason. You yeah, know, maniacs. maniacs. I agree. You, you just can't go wrong with a dude in a hockey mask. You you really can. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a hockey fan. I mean, I mean Casey Jones. You know, uh, Jason. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jim Craig from the you know 1980 Olympics. I mean, come on. <laughs> you just can't go wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if you got any okay. of those people are. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're killing me, Dub. I know, I'm the whitest guy in, the, in town. <laughs> I don't like hockey. I don't understand. Oh, that's it. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I just saying, you're, you're a Flyers fan, right, Rob? I am, man. Yeah. City of brotherly love. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you guys. Definitely the uh, maniacs. What I love about that is if you're if you're not moving... The mask is literally just staring at you, like like, like he actually, and it's kind of creepy because like the the eyes of the mask are kind of like in this little slant. Like, I, I don't know. Right, and and if you notice, he's smiling too. Yeah, like the, the mask is actually smiling at you. I was like, oh, that's creepy. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I cut this game off. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to do a Splatter House episode in October. That's, oh yeah, it got me all got me all pumped for that. But yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely a Maniacs fan. <laughs> I did like the samurai though. You know how how high he could jump and everything and. You know, yeah. actually stab people. Eh, you know, it's pretty nice. The only one I don't understand is the knight. You know, I understand that he's heavier, so you know when he when he uh, lands on blocks and blows them up, I understand that part. But why is he able to like climb up stuff? Because you would think with that armor and stuff, that that'd be harder. I was thinking that'd be more like the the uh, samurai's ability. Yeah, and he he has more uh, hit points. You know, he, he he lasts a little bit longer, which is cool. But Speaking of the climbing, how long did it figure? How long did it take you guys to figure it out? How to, uh, I think it was the second or third stage, and you're like, "How in the world do I get up this wall?" And I did it by I did it by accident. You know, of course, <laughs> I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking back when I was in middle school or high school. You know, I, I accidentally I think you hit the C button to climb. I'm just like, yeah, I don't remember ever having an issue with it. I, I, it I, took I, me forever, and I, I'm, I'm glad I went out on the internet and saw some videos. And there's other people <laughs> who were as frustrated with it as I was. <laughs> I you know, I it looks like something that would be frustrating, honestly, and. I don't know how I, I figured it out so easily as a teenager. 
But I did. I don't remember ever being frustrated with it. But when I when I went back to it and started playing it this week again, I remembered how to do it. But I thought to myself, how would, would kids know how to do this unless they <laughs> read the instruction manual, which you know, nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> they threw like, that away. <laughs> yeah. That goes in the garbage. Can. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, except for when you get old like us and you start collecting these things, and then all of a sudden they're very valuable. <laughs> it's like playing the Simon's Quest 2, all the craziness you had to do in that uh, game. Yeah, I don't even start on yeah. that. Okay, and, and there's there's something else funny I'm going to share, but before I go into that, I'm going to talk about the controls real quick. Uh, pr- pretty simple control scheme. You have your A button, which is kind of your uh, speed button. If you think about Mario, you hold down the one button uh, with you know, your thumb and you use the B button to jump. And then the C button's a special. Now, I'm, <laughs> I, I hope I'm not the only one that just figured this out. So I'm playing this game a few weeks ago when we first talked about it. And all of a sudden, I, I don't know if I dropped a controller or something, but I hit a couple buttons, and all of a sudden these gems start, start spinning around my guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I, had, I had no clue until I looked it up on the Internet. When you get enough of those diamonds or gems and you hold down A and the start button, it like creates this like little force field around, around uh, Kid Chameleon. I had oh, I didn't no, know that. Yeah. I I've like, never used that. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like if you have a, you know, if you don't have a, a suit and you use that, it actually can protect you against some some of the enemies without having to jump on them. So, yeah, oh, I, had, I had no clue till the other day. That's what happened. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a hoser. Yeah. Did you know that, Adam? I, you know, just now when you mentioned it, I remembered having the same thing happen to me when I was younger. Uh, pretty much just accidentally hit the the buttons and saw it happen, but I don't. I've recently played through the entire game again and never used that ability, so I don't I don't know how necessary it actually is. <laughs> exactly. But well, then, what's the point of collecting the gems, really? So when it when it gets to a hundred, I mean, what happens? Do you, you don't get an extra life or anything? Do you? It's just that force field. That's something I had to test, but I don't know if I ever even collected a hundred. Yeah, but I, I was the same way. I was like, ah. Eh. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I honestly. You know when you play these platformers, you're just collecting stuff. You just assume you're going to get a life when you hit 100. I, I didn't even really pay attention. Right, right. Or, or you know, more magic hits and stuff. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's something good to look up. If any of you listeners know, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So, um, yes, as far as controls go, um, you know, responsiveness. Uh, and, oh, I've, and like I said, I've, I watched a few videos on this. A lot of people do complain about this. It is a little sluggish at first, but I think you get used to it. That's one of the biggest gripes I saw was that the, the jump mechanic's not real. I don't know. I think it's responsive. Some people didn't think it was, but uh, I had no problem controlling him when I jumped and you know got got places. And they, they say there's a little bit of a slide when he runs, and that didn't bother me either. I don't know. Did you guys like the controls? Anything? I, I thought just the opposite. I know that's one of the things that Aaron and Sweet would complain about uh, was the controls, and I thought it was very. And I hate to keep doing this, but it, it was comparable to Mario and the 2D games. Um, there is a little bit of a slide, and it sort of feels like the same kind of momentum that Mario builds up. But I didn't have a problem doing. And there's a lot of precise jumping in this game that you have to do in some of the levels, and I didn't, I didn't have any issues. I thought it was spot on. I thought everything about it, the jumping was spot on, the attacking. Uh, I did have to change in the options the, the way that the three buttons were set up to feel more comfortable with me, mm. uh, because it, it, the attack button and the run button are at opposite ends of the gamepad. And that's by default, and I did not like that, so I changed them a little bit, and it was more comfortable. But I really didn't find any physics issues as far as the, the jumping mechanics went at all. I thought it was pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you guys as a whole, but the, I do remember, and I don't think this is necessarily like a controls a control problem, but I do remember that you have to time your some of your jumps 
perfectly to just like there's I, I think it's like the second or third stage where the platforms are moving up. Oh, it's the um the one we were just talking about, the Skull Mountain stage. Right, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. The platforms move up and, and you have to jump to the top right and you have this little narrow like I don't know, crawl space that you have to hop into and you have to time that jump perfectly. I must have died there gosh, about a dozen times where I finally got the the, the timing right. But I, well, what you do is you do it as regular Kid Chameleon because if you didn't notice, when he gets close to the edge of a ledge, he if you push the jump button again, he'll actually pull himself up and grunt really manly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, yeah. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know that until, uh, you know, I, I remember him grabbing on ledges, but, you know, now I, that makes so much sense. I never even thought about that. <laughs> It's 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 funny because I'm I'm glad you guys are with me on that because I I watched video after video and read reviews and people griped about the controls so bad and I just didn't think they were as like yeah. it, it's not perfect by any means but I didn't think it was as bad as everyone thought that that I heard. Yeah, de- definitely not, definitely not. You know, like the the wall crawl is a little weird because I'm so used to kind of like walking toward the wall and just pressing up, you know, and and being able to crawl up the wall or something like that or just jumping on it. You know, midway through the air and then hanging onto it and then jumping the other side like Ninja Gaiden or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, besides a, a couple of minor things, I think the controls are pretty good. I kind of skipped around. I guess we should put genre of the game earlier, but uh, the genre <laughs> is a platformer. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah, I don't guess. Uh, you oh, know, and I, I just found out, unlike Mario's coins, the gems max out at ninety-nine. They are not exchanged for a one-up. Ah. All right. To answer the question. There you Sorry, go. listeners, if you wanted to jump all over that, I figured it out. <laughs> and do you know how many it takes to uh, get that little power up we were talking about earlier with the A and start button? Is there like a? Is it ninety nine you have to get, or? It depends. If you're over, there's a thresholds of over twenty and over fifty, and it varies by which suit you're you're wearing and what exactly happens when you use it. Sometimes it's a special attack. Um, or a, a different kind of barrier. So there's actually quite a few different things you can do with it. So it's a part of the game that I never really explored fully because I don't, I don't think it's necessary. So. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. Yeah. It says sometimes you get a, an extra permanent hit point. Other times you can actually slow the enemies down, get temporary invincibility, or actually you can gain an extra life at, depending on the situation you're in. It doesn't go into any details on it, really, though. So it's just when you get over a certain threshold, depending on your suit, it does different things. That's interesting. <laughs> Sounds a little complicated, too. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to graphics. I want to get right into this. What did you guys think about the graphics? To call out my co-hosts again, they, they complained about these graphics, and I, I, was, on, I, was, I was incredulous. I, was, <laughs> I looked at this game. It's, it's a Genesis game, and yeah, the, the Genesis color palette isn't as up to snuff as, say, the, the Super Nintendo. Mm, I hate to admit it. But um, <laughs> the game's beautiful. It does the, the backgrounds, they're, they're all beautiful. There's a lot of colors. They pop. It's very stylish. You get everything. It's such a variety. You've got cityscapes. You've got mountain ranges. Uh, waterfalls are just beautiful in, in the backgrounds of the, of the levels. Giant teeth, caves, ocean waves. Mm-hmm. It's just... I could look at this game and just for a Sega Genesis game and really for any 16-bit game, it just it looks great, I think. And uh, I like how high res everything seems. Everything is sort of small, mm-hmm. uh, like even the the blocks and and Kid Chameleon himself and the sprites are rather small, and that's a good thing to me because that means you have more stuff going on on the screen. You have a bigger field of view, and I, I think it really adds a lot to the game in that way. Uh, I don't know what everybody complains about as far as the visuals go, but it is a complaint that I've heard. And I don't get it. I think it looks great. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think the graphics are, aren't exactly what bothers me as it is more something else that I think we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show. But, yeah, overall, I totally agree. I mean, I think the level design and everything is very varied considering what? There's like a hundred and some levels in this game. And each one is different and distinctly different. I'm really impressed with that. I mean, the, I think the graphics are one of the strong suits. Now, in my opinion, I, I kind of like bigger sprites, but I totally understand what you're saying, Dub. You know that, you know, when you have smaller sprites, you can squeeze a lot more in uh, as far as level design goes. Uh, you know, I guess I'm partial to kind of like almost like the X-Men sprites. You know, where, where they just seem bigger and, and beefier and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's just a personal preference, and I don't think that's a slight against this game at all. Kind of the same boat as you guys. I, I don't think they're like the best graphics in the world, but uh, I, I really like the variety in the levels, mm-hmm. like you said, Rob. And I also really like the animation when you actually get a new costume, new power up. Like mm-hmm. it actually, it was like kind of delays in a way, and kind of slowly turns into what he's what he's turned into. And I thought that was really cool. It's uh, almost anime style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that attention to detail. I think I've talked about that and other other things. Um, like I said, I mean, the, the graphics aren't like the best on the Genesis, but I don't think they're as bad as what people say they are. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd give it up. Seven, and, out, seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, and, and I also, I, I also like uh, you know the character designs as far as um, you know uh, the little enemies that you run, it, you encounter, and everything. The only gripe I have is that there just aren't that many of them. Y- y- you know, like in my opinion, I just it just seems like they they rehash a lot of the same ones and maybe just a different color. And another thing that bothered me was there's not that many bosses in the game. You know, there, there's a handful, and then they kind of recycle some of those bosses as well. The, but that's not really graphics, but <laughs> I digress. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does feel a little unmonumental when you go to the next stage. You're just like, oh, did I not have to beat a boss? Or, yeah, well, I found yeah. the flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, that, the, the stage with the, the Lion King or the Lion Lord, whatever <laughs> it is, that, that's a cool stage. I, 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 yeah, I thought there should have been a couple more of those, but... Uh, which after you beat the the lion guy, there's this awful stage with this scrolling death trap coming at you. No, that that thing was not fun. <laughs> oh, is that the, is that the city stage where you're like up in the skyscrapers? I think it's called like Hills of the Warrior. Oh yeah, like, yeah, right after yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like you get that just like I don't know, it reminds me of like the the garbage shoot room in Star Wars or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm not gonna get out of here. It's gonna be a lot thinner. <laughs> The enemy designs are just super creepy, though. Like, the, what are, what's with those weird boulders with phases on tank wheels? That, <laughs> who came up with this stuff? Yeah. My, one of my favorite ones was those those creepy, like, Freddy Krueger heads that would appear out of nowhere in the air and scream, Die! Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Fall down on you. What? I, I, I like the green hands, too, that, that grab you. Oh, yeah, that they hold on to you and you have to sort of, like, get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> Things are annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah, some really lame ones too. Like, I mean, remember, like, it seems like every stage has those weird blue crystals. Like, what kind of enemy is that? <laughs> like, oh no, it's a crystal that moves back and forth. Yeah, and then, and then the black slimes. You remember those, like the alien slime things? Oh yeah, they come up out of the floor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what those are. Yeah. And spe- speaking of those blue crystals, I, I remember trying to grab one of those when I first played this game like I was going to get a power-up or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like running into a giant coin in Mario and it hurting you. I think that, <laughs> that was such a, I don't know, it's just so weird to me. Tease. We definitely don't feel the same way the internet feels, which, uh, you know, we might, we might get. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to sound. Um, you know, just, just the music in this game. I wasn't overly impressed with the music. It definitely wasn't. It's kind of like what we talked about with X-Mutants last time. 
it wasn't bad, but it wasn't no, nothing made me want to go around humming it all day. You know, I wasn't right. tapping my foot to it, but, but it wasn't bad. I, I, th- I thought it fit. It had your def- definitely had your Genesis sound with the, you know, just a lot of those kind of techno noises and stuff. But uh, definitely, like I said, it, it was just kind of mediocre to me. What do you guys think? I've always been a, a huge fan of the FM synth that the Genesis uses, and I, I think yeah, you're about right. It, it's nothing spectacular. But I, I'd still say it's above average as far as music goes for a Sega Genesis game. Um, notably, I think like the, the theme in the first few levels, they, they stick with me a little more than a lot mm-hmm. of the other music in the game. But they do end up sort of rotating pretty quickly, and there's not a whole lot of different scores to listen to. And, and again, even the ones that I do like and, and are memorable, like I can remember how they go. And I can, even right now, I sort of have some of the songs running through my head. It's nothing that's really stuck in my head if I'm not thinking about Kid Chameleon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's I say it's above average, but but nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog level, really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, Mark Miller, he was the composer for it. And, you know, he's a pretty uh, 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 well-established composer. Like, he did Tasmania, Spider-Man. He, he did do Action 52 for the Genesis. I've, I've not played it, <laughs> but I know the reputation. Uh, he did Robocop versus Terminator, Clone War, uh, X-Men 2 Clone Wars. I mean, he, he's got quite the pedigree. And Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, it is above average. It's not spectacular. It's like, whoa, I could totally make an album just listen to these tracks over and over again. But there is um, my favorite track has to be Stage 3. I mean, uh, again, that's the Skull stage, but it, just, it reminds me of something out of Doom. I mean, just just the way the kind of it almost has a rock feel to it. Uh, but aside from that track, you know, my, my major gripe is, and I guess I can't be that upset because it's like at a hundred levels. Is they kind of rehash a lot of the same songs, you know, like you mentioned, Dub. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's the composer's fault there or if it's just the fact that it's such a big game. Um, but yeah, pretty good, passable, not terrible, definitely not annoying, and doesn't have that cat scratchy uh, sound that you hate or you know. Uh, from what was it, Road Rash? You bashed? Yeah, oh, oh, broke my I heart. About Road Rash. Oh, no, not you too. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. Oh, it's great. I just turned the volume off and listened to it. Like... Oh, get out of here. <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound like that. Get out of here. <laughs> like cats in the heat fighting. <laughs> oh, you guys but, are breaking my heart. I thought for sure I was going to get kicked off the podcast when I talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about the sound effects yet, or is that is that a different? It, it's it's, it's this part. Throw it in. Good. I want to talk about the sound effects because I think this is well above average. Uh, well, the music I think is just a slightly above average. I think the sound effects are great, um, and that, this is one of the things I love most about this game. Uh, just when you grab the helmets, the, the little matching the themes that go along with each helmet, like that that Oriental hit that happens when you grab the samurai helmet, mm-hmm. or that. That trumpet fanfare when you get the knight helmet, or those punk rock drums when when you get the berserker, uh, it just it, and you stop and it does that little animation. It really draws you into the game a little bit right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the brick breaking noise is, I think is even more satisfying because it's pretty epic. It's a very <laughs> loud smash. It's not <laughs> just a little like Mario's little weak. You know, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, again, those heads that scream die. And uh, <laughs> gotta love that. And Casey, I guess, when he grunts, when he climbs up one of the ledges. I think these sound effects are just great. Even when you smack things with your sword, it gives you a really satisfying little crunch <laughs> sound. Uh, it, you can probably hear it now that I say that. I think I think the sound effects are, are 
probably a good 8 out of 10 for me as, as far as that goes. Yeah, and I, and I love it when uh, uh, you run out of your special, um, I guess, uh, character or whatever, and uh, the regular guy shows back up and he goes, Bummer! So, yeah, you know, bummer. That's, like, that's awesome. <laughs> bummer. Hey, early you know, 90s. Yeah, you were say early 90s all over. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you, Dub. That's... Uh... Heck of a point. I, I I did enjoy those sound effects, the different like the different themes you talked about for the different costumes you get. I, I thought that was really cool too. Definitely a lot of uh, attention to detail with that. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I'd give it an eight out of ten. The next section of this show is the retrofitted achievements. The Genesis Gems retrofitted achievements. The one I had, it, I, I thought it was really good, and, and Michael Kelso, if you guys are listening, you'll, you'll appreciate this. My first one is called Henry Winkler Would Be Impressed. <laughs> and this is being, beating a stage without getting a power-up because you look like the Fonz the whole the way, all the way through. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's possible. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. a, lot of, a lot of the stages require those power-ups, but uh, if, yeah, you'd be worthy of the Fonz jumping over a, a pool of sharks. <laughs> Or flaming barrels on his motorcycle if he can do it because that's about how impossible it is. Wouldn't it be great if he reached a flag and he was just like, "Hey, hey, good job, you made it." <laughs> well, he does kind of he smacks the bricks a lot, like the Fonz would smack the jukebox to make it work. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, like right in the intro when he kind of is standing there, leaning all cool, like with his leather jacket, and just <laughs> smack, and the helmet pops out. They, they, right. Then he looks in the mirror and you know he realizes he doesn't even need a comb his hair. <laughs> it's already perfect. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a couple. Um, uh, I got one that's uh, stuck between a block and a hard place, and this happened when I was remember that uh, jump I was trying to tell you all about, uh, where I, I had a hard time trying to get in that uh, compartment or whatever it was. I literally got stuck. Like I hit one of the blocks, you know, one of the upper blocks, and for some reason it left two of the lower block uh, blocks open. Uh, they were still there. I landed right between them, and I could not move. So I literally had to wait till the time ran out and I died. So, yeah, that was not fun. That was on the Skull Mountain stage. Uh, then I got another one. It's time is on my side, and that's when you pick up three of those extra clocks. Um, next one, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and this is where you get uh, game over with the Jason guy. Uh, I, I know it turns into, like, the regular guy toward the end, but, you know, for the namesake. Uh, then the other one's... Uh, now, do y'all remember uh, a wrestler named Rhino? Yeah. Yeah, Rhino. Yeah. And remember Paul Heyman was his manager, and every time Rhino would, uh, you know, do his spear, uh, uh, Paul Heyman would go, Gore! Gore! <laughs> so, yeah, the Gore Gore Award goes to uh, busting through a wall as the berserker guy. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the intro of our show. You screaming, Gore! Gore! <laughs> He'd get real high-pitched. Oh, man, he got into it. Um, and then the last one is Karma Chameleon. And uh, yeah, I had to bust that in there somewhere. And this is when he... I was going—I I was going to do that, but I thought someone else was going to do that. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. Too. Nice. And this is when you enter any teleport in the game. And why Karma Chameleon? You say because you come and go. I had to squeeze that in there somewhere. That's epic. Come, 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 come. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> Oh wow, <laughs> those are good. See, I, I'm I'm, I'm making a bold statement here, Rob. Okay, listeners. Next episode, 
I'm going to either match or beat Rob oh. with the amount with the amount of retrofitted achievements. It doesn't even matter if they're bad. <laughs> I'm going to either match or beat him. I might have to make some up on the spot. <laughs> Quantity over quality. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just getting worse every episode. I think I had three one time and two, now one. I mean, well, you mentioned the fines. I mean, that's easily like three or four right there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Think of any there, Adam, while we were... I wish I would have put some more thought into this. I didn't realize it was going to be so funny. Um, we could do... Uh, you could beat that Lion King and call it uh, Everything the Light Touches. <laughs> That's good. That works. <laughs> wow. that idea earlier, so we can do he's, that. He's quick on his feet. I like that. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. So uh, the next part of this show is a little challenge we like to do called the Genesis Gems High Score Challenge. The Genesis Gems High Score Challenge. And um, I didn't write my high score down. <laughs> I win. Unless a- a- Adam probably I, beat the I game. Either I played it earlier, and I don't know what happened. We had a storm, and the power went out a few times. Oh. I don't think I, I wasn't really worried about my high score. I was just trying to get as far as I could in this game. Yeah, um, yeah. Was, you only like, see the score at the end of the levels, too. Exactly, right, exactly. Yeah, I got a, a measly, like, 36,000. I, I only made it to uh, the Crystal Crags level, and I just kind of gave up. I, I, I was getting frustrated. And I know that was probably not even a quarter of the way through the game. So, yeah, I'm not too proud of that score. Well, you win by default, my friend. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> It's you versus the listeners in this one. Oh, well, then I, I lost. to beat your score. <laughs> That's sad. I, I'm usually all gung-ho on that segment, writing my scores down as I go, and I just forgot to this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like on our show, we actually do the, the competition live. So oh, we don't cool. have a choice. Oh, nice. That's how we decide who's going to sing the song. <laughs> we have the, the video game challenge. We usually do it every other week or so. And uh, that's what what Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast did was when he made us play that Space Invaders <laughs> version. Okay, so so what did he sing? I gotta know. Oh, what did he sing? I can't remember now, oh. but it was terrible. <laughs> oh, you know what but it was? He has such a it heavenly that, voice. <laughs> it was it was that a song that goes, Why do birds suddenly appear every time you, know, think... you are near? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the one he did. Either that or something equally as cheesy. And he picked the song, too. Wow. He, he didn't realize he was going to be the one that was going to lose the challenge. <laughs> that's great. And he had a great voice. So he did really good. Oh, he's smooth. He's very smooth. There's a, for, for definitely it's like Lionel like Richie or something, but white. <laughs> the white I Lionel Richie. I could see I could that. See that. <laughs> he dances on the ceiling and everything. <laughs> All right. So, uh... The next segment of this show is our kind of kind of the reason we have a podcast about Genesis. It's is it a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? So yeah, I I, I like to talk about critical reception on these games, and uh, I you, you know with with this game being re re released on Virtual Console and the Sega Smash Pack, they had a lot of different times to get reviews and i, I kind of just did an average of them and it, it got about a like a 6.5 out of 10 uh when, when i went out and looked so so most of the media outlets thought, thought it was pretty good mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll kind of go with that um and, and also in this part i like to go over my pros and cons and, and you, if you guys have those two go right ahead and i'll, I'll do my first uh, my pros in this game just kind of do a quick bullet point um Love the power-ups. Definitely awesome power-ups. It was a good variety. You had swords, and you had throwing axes, you had a football player who stuck his head down, tanks. I mean, it was really cool. Um, 
another pro, even though the story is not really like in your face all the time. I just thought that was kind of a cool premise, you know, getting mm-hmm. lost in a video game. And, you know, you're playing a video game, and you're getting lost. It, it's kind of like, like you mentioned, it's like Freddy Krueger. I mean, it's it's the reason Freddy Krueger movies were so scary is because, gosh, I'm going to have to go to sleep tonight. What if that dude kills me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. Every time I play a video game now, I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> Ex- exactly. So, like, I, I thought that the boss will become cor- self-aware. <laughs> so, so the so the correlation there I thought was pretty cool, and uh, my last big pro was just just the level variety. I, I like we talked about earlier with graphics. I, I loved you're you're in a cave, or you could be in a city, or you could be in a jungle. It was just very 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 varied. Yeah, <laughs> is what I call it. So then my my quick cons. I think the number one con out on the internet. It's just too long. The game is too stinking long. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not against long games, but maybe a password system or. Mm-hmm. Some, some save states, I don't know. Um, another con was there were some frustrating areas. I already mentioned the uh, climbing the wall, you know, before when I was a kid. And uh, I believe it's in maybe the city level or in the building. Like sometimes when you just jump off a platform, you don't even know where you're going. And that was a little frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, other than those, those are really my only two cons. So you guys have any? My pros are pretty much. I, I thought the control was pretty tight. I really liked the way it controlled. I. I don't know why people have a problem with it, but I, I liked it. I actually, I really, I like the length of the game. I think there's a lot of content there. And I think that the premise of the game, again, one of my bullet points is that it's just a creative sort of premise. And it seems like it would have been used more back in the 90s when you had movies like Lawnmower Man. And mm-hmm. the virtual reality was becoming the, and again, the, the aforementioned uh, Nickelodeon arcade game show that <laughs> I loved. Um, now I look at it and laugh. <laughs> Silly. But you know, I, I also thought that the presentation it was pretty great as well. And my con was pretty much right up there with yours, except for it, it wasn't because of the length. I just think it definitely could have benefited from a password or a save feature uh, because of the length. I, I think the length was about right. I think it had a lot of content, but it, it needed a way to save. And I, I think they did address that a little bit with the way that you could find the different teleporters to warp you uh, forward quite a few levels at a time sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you found the right teleporter, you could jump, you know, a third of the way through the game. So if you, you know, had already previously reached a level like that and you knew where that teleporter was, and usually they're not all that hard to find, you could skip a good chunk of the game that you played before and just get right back to the, the harder stuff that you, you wanted to get into. But, yeah, not having that password or a save feature is definitely my, my big con there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I'm totally on uh, uh, bullet with you guys as far as the pros. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, the levels are very well designed. I think that the enemies, you know, when you actually do see them, uh, are very cool to see. I mean, you know, you got a couple of generic ones, but oh, but there's also some really cool ones. You know, the skulls, the the green hands, that weird blob ooze, whatever that thing is. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, the uh, the actual enemies look really cool. The sound effects are pretty neat. Um, and you know, I my favorite thing about this game is the fact that you have a choice between heroes. You know, you got like ten different types of heroes you can be. You know, whether it's the samurai, the berserker, the tank that shoots skulls. I mean, you know, how many games do you play where you're a tank that shoots skulls at people? You know, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, cons though, I don't mind the length so much as it. You know, obviously, I didn't beat this game, so I guess you know that doesn't really matter, but. Um, it's the fact that there just aren't that many enemies, and the enemies that, you know, there, there aren't that many bosses. You know, you, you got a handful of bosses, but not a whole lot. 
and, and then even the last boss, and of course I had to watch a video just to see what the last boss looked like. He looks identical, just with more eyeballs than one of the <laughs> one of the earlier bosses you fight. It's a little repetitive in that way, and you know some some of the actual level design, although it looks pretty, it's kind of repetitive a little bit. But uh, it, it's definitely not you know a huge knock against the game though. So I wouldn't think so. Just to ref- just to quickly refute that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we we all know the original Super Mario Brothers, fantastic game. Anybody that says different is a, is a fool. Um, <laughs> but look, what? How many different bosses do we have in that game? You had one. Yeah, had that's true. Bowser, you could defeat easily just by running underneath him and jumping on the axe or mm-hmm. what have you. The only difference you really had was when you killed him with fireballs, he turned into a, either a Goomba or mm-hmm. a, a Koopa shell or something. But and, and that didn't take away from the game at all, I don't think. Right, so. and and I agree with you there, but I. I guess I guess it seems like in Mario, and not to compare this you know game completely to Mario, you know, but it's it seems like Mario had more frequent enemies. I guess it just seems like there aren't as many in this game, and and, and the, this I don't know I I that's just the vibe I got when I played this. It just didn't seem like there were that many, and a lot of them were kind of rehashed. But also you know I, I guess with the level design, like I guess I would like more. Uh, of a variety as far as the actual platforms are organized, I guess. I don't know, like, uh, you know, maybe a certain side-scrolling kind of stage where you have to jump on these moving platforms instead of, you know, just constantly, you know, making it from one side to the other. Uh, but yeah, overall, it just, it just felt a little bit repetitive to me. All right. We, we, we reached out to many outlets to figure out what the listeners thought or the Sega fans thought about with this game, whether it was a gem, whether it was good or garbage. Uh, I, I did, I, I kind of made a mistake of sending it to too many places, and it would take probably uh, 20 minutes to read everyone's responses. <laughs> so I, I actually did a uh, tally, and um, out of 35 uh, votes, I guess you'd say, um, let's, see, let's see if you guys can guess. What do you think the listeners thought this was? Do you think they thought it was, the majority thought it was a gem, majority thought it was good, or majority thought it was garbage? What do you all think? I say gem. Jim, uh, as far as the listeners go, I think it was probably pretty close. But I would say maybe the listeners were, were a little bit more critical of it. So I would say they probably wouldn't think it's a gem. See, I, I was with you, Dub, but I was kind of shocked. Seventy-one percent of that's funny. I'm doing these uh, statistics. Sorry, <laughs> I do this for a living, but that's <laughs> kind of my job. But seventy-one percent of the people who answered this said it was a gem. Twenty-three wow. percent said good. Six percent said garbage. Wow. So I, I was shocked. I, I was I was really shocked because because a, a lot of the reviews, like I said, I watched a lot of video reviews on YouTube, read some things. People just weren't real. Not that they weren't into the game, they just had a lot of gripes, and everyone just kind of gave it mediocre scores. So I was I was shocked by that. That was kind of good. So yeah, the final verdict. I'll go first. Um, I was I was on the fence about this game. You know, I I really really enjoyed it when I was a kid, and um, you know I I really dug into it again. And the more I played it, the more I started to like it, and the more I want to try to beat it. And it's definitely definitely a game I want in my collection. So I'm gonna say it's a gem. Nice. By you, Dub. Oh, definitely a gem, no question. Oh man. Oh gosh. Uh, f- Dub just kind of dropped. He just kind of <laughs> said, "Gem," dropped the mic. That was the gem. gem. Enough said. <laughs> we can end the show right now. Um, I, you know what, guys? I can't believe I'm actually going to be the negative one here. Uh, I think this is. I think this is a great game. It's just to me, I was I w- was going into it with very high expectations. 
And I love the fact that it's it's a long game because you know, it's like wow, you know, they they took some time to make this game. But I guess just a, just a, incorporating a, a better variety of enemies and uh, you know a better variety of gameplay instead of just focusing on so many levels, um, you know, that is to me is pretty much the same kind of mechanic. Uh, I just say that this is a very good game. But is it a game that I have to have in say my top fifteen or twenty? No, it's a great game. But to me, it's not like a shining gem. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be the negative one. But you guys still overruled wow. me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually proud of you, Rob. That's, that's, <laughs> that that's was a hard one. That took a lot of, of guts to, to stand up to us. Like <laughs> that. I was going to say, you know how mean I can get. <laughs> yeah. I know you. If, if, Rob, if Rob's not on the next show, you all know why. <laughs> <laughs> just play it. All right, so we can smack the gavel down on this. It is a gem, Rob. So. Fine. So take that. <laughs> okay. Take 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 off. Oh, you you first. <laughs> All right. For those of you who would like just to kind of have a good time and guess what our next game will be, we're going to put a sound clip in right here, and we will have another special guest for the next show. So here is a sound clip of our next game. So with that, this was Genesis Gems episode 16, Kid Chameleon. No, 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 no. 16? This was Gen- 16 was the NES podcast. <laughs> I was like, dang. I'm getting, my po- I'm getting my podcast mixed up. Okay, so this was Genesis Gems episode 12, Kid Chameleon, and we decided it was a gem against Rob's wishes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a great game, and mm-hmm. we enjoyed playing it. The listeners agreed, so definitely want to recommend it to anyone who hasn't played it. Um, what we'd like to do now, Dub, we'd like to just give you another chance to just kind of just a short shout out of where we can find Retro's gear or or just anything you do that you would like to plug, whether it's video game related or not. If you if, if you sell lemonade on the you know on your street, just tell <laughs> us about it. We can, we can plug that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, go over to retroobscura.podomatic.com. That's uh, where you can sort of it's a hub for all of our our different manners of distribution. Uh, you go there, you, you can see the show notes and the pictures that we put up for the show for our, one of our special segments, which is called You Call That Art, where we talk about uh, a lot of strange video game box art, and that's, unless you want to Google it yourself, that's probably the best way to, when you're listening to, to get a hold of us. And also, from there, you can subscribe to iTunes, or you can search iTunes. You can click on the little button that says Stitcher and stream us via Stitcher. And uh, also, we're very active on Facebook at... Uh, Facebook.com slash RetroObscura and also on Twitter as well, same name and uh, Aaron takes care of that for us mostly. So yeah, Kangaroo Hop over there and check <laughs> us out. <laughs> nice. That Aaron sounds like a workhorse, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's alright. Yeah, not really. He's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out. Uh, that'll be I'm going to be short of host next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a permanent spot here. No, <laughs> 
Anyways, if you would like to follow us, Genesis Gems, you can check us out on Facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Send us an email at Genesis Gems Podcast at gmail.com. I promise we will respond to you, and if it's something cool, I promise we'll share it on the show. You can check us out on Twitter at Gen Gems, G-E-N-G-E-M-S. You can check us out on TheRetroJunkies.com, and please check us out on iTunes. We are there now. We're there for the second time ever. I know we were there once with one feed. Now we got a second feed, so if you're just now listening to this, go back and listen to the old episodes. We had, uh, gosh, we had what, three or four different hosts, Rob? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's some awesome, awesome guys on there. We have no hard feelings towards any of those, except for maybe Josh Whip. No, I'm teasing <laughs> Josh. I know, <laughs> he's a hoser. I know, he, I know he listens to the show. <laughs> no, he, he's a cool guy. But anyways, yeah, check those old episodes out. We, we did some pretty interesting games. Mm-hmm. And uh, please stay tuned. We're going to talk about our next game coming up on the Facebook page. So we definitely want you to go out to the Facebook. That's where we're the most active. You can uh, you know announce the game. You can play along with us. Tell us what you think about it. We'll, we'll talk about it on the show. Definitely want to get the listeners involved. So uh, with that, Dub, great to have you on the show. Great to finally talk to you. It was, it was, it was great being here, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and Rob, you know, it's all right. Talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take off. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, with that, you guys got anything else you want to add? Uh, we're good. All right, Sega. <laughs> Catch you later. Catch you later. Catch you later.